affirmative when your name is called? AJ Antrim? Here. Here. Shri Bellamurgan? Rafael Fernandez? Patrick Vu? Here. Tracy Trexel? Here. Sam Rappaport? Here. And this is Vice Chair Brian McGee, who's present. And then Faith DeBolt is away today. All right, approval of the minutes from the May and June meetings. Do we have any comments or corrections of the meeting minutes? I know those were slightly less substantive because they were more retreat style. So. Um, do we have a motion for approval of those notes? Motion oh. or motion to approve. I'll second it. All, right, all in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay. Minutes have been approved. Now is the opportunity for members of the community to provide public comment. Please limit all public comments to three minutes, and we ask that you treat everyone with kindness and respect. We want everyone in Kirkland to feel welcome to express their viewpoints. If you are attending the meeting in person, please fill out the sign-in sheet in the room. For those online attending remotely, please provide your name and address. Remote attendees who would like to comment, please raise your hand in Zoom or press star nine if you're calling in on the phone. Friends, do we have anyone who would like to address the commission? Hi, uh, I'm just here to talk about the legislative request memo about the CKC. Um, I didn't really prepare anything, but uh, I wrote here on my electric unicycle. Uh, it goes about 20 miles an hour tops, uh, weighs a lot less than an e-bike. It takes up a lot less space than an e-bike. I'm pretty nimble on it. I, I ride respectively and um, I'd like to be able to use the CKC and the totem weight connector and, and things like that. Um, I've got a friend at work who literally just today was talking to me about how much he enjoys um, riding his one wheel to work and he rides from Bothell. So he comes in on the, um, on the CKC and uses the bridge in defiance of the law. Um, so I hope that we can uh, accommodate users like him and users like me. The main point that I wanna make is, I don't think we should be restricting things based on what they're called. Um, we should make rules that are related to uh, the properties of the vehicle. So how heavy is it? How big is it, right? Users need to be able to pass by, um, you know, does it burn gas? That's probably not a good thing. We want the air to be clean on the CKC, um, but just blanket saying, because it's, you know, named this thing and not named this other thing that, that you can't use it um, really limits um, a lot of the folks who want to commute sustainably and safely and yeah, just encourage you to do those things. Thank you. Oh, and my name is Kurt Dresner and I, I live here in Kirkland. Thanks. Do we have any other comments? Uh, yes, we have somebody from uh, attending remotely, uh, Ingrid Salmon. Uh, Ingrid, uh, you're now allowed to talk. Uh, please remember you only have three minutes. 
Hi, this is Ingrid Salmon. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you. And I thank uh, the Transportation Commission and the City of Kirkland for listening to me <laughs> for three minutes. But anyway, my comment. I'll be able to hear her. Ingrid, if you can hear us, um, your voice cut out. So give us a moment, please, and we'll we'll start you over again. We can't hear you for a second. Thank you. I think we can hear you now. Okay, it could be I moved uh, the mouse peripheral and maybe it toggled that uh, mute function. But I wanted to say it's Ingrid Salmon from the Juanita Learning Community of Juanita High School and other elementary schools. But mainly my focus is to recommend, suggest, ask uh, the city of Kirkland and the commissioners to see if they can put forth someone to come out to Juanita High School at the start of the school and help uh, students learn uh, what the routes are that uh, uh, serve Juanita High School. I observe just on the 225 Metro King County bus, it's free now for them, and that uh, very, very few students use this excellent service here. So that would be my recommendation if uh, resources can be put to that. Maybe even find a King County Metro person to come to Juanita High School for a couple of times at the start of school to help uh, coach students on that use. Thank you. And was that the final comment? Uh, yes, there are no other uh, public comments. Okay. Move us along on our agenda here. Our next agenda item is the update on the proposal for e-scooters in the public right-of-way or CKC. And our presenter will be Blair Daly. Yes, thank you, Brian. Hello, commissioners. I will share my screen. All right, so uh, in the Kirkland Municipal Code under Title 12, which is about vehicles and traffic, there's a subsection specifically about motorized foot scooters. It was added back in 2004. The definition of a motorized foot scooter in the code includes devices powered by an internal combustion engine or by an electric motor. So that definition does seem to encompass the electric powered foot scooters that we're seeing more people use nowadays for transportation. To be clear, I'm not talking about the kinds of scooters you sit on and drive like a Vespa or a small motorbike. I'm talking about the scooters you stand on, like the Lime ones we see in Redmond. This section of the code says, among other things, as you can see highlighted here, that motorized foot scooters may not be used on sidewalks, and they may not be used on public rights of way that have speed limits greater than 25 miles per hour. That seems to prohibit riding these scooters in the bike lanes on our collector and arterial streets that have speed limits of 30 or 35 miles per hour. Staff are aware that there's interest in making changes to this section of the city code. I will say I haven't delved into to what degree this code is being enforced by police, but to my knowledge, there's little to no enforcement, at least in the sense that I don't think police have issued any traffic infractions in recent years to people using motorized foot scooters on sidewalks or in bike lanes. Excuse me. 
so this, this topic of the use of e-scooters and other similar electric power devices in the right-of-way is something we'll be looking at and I think we'll come back to the commission about. There's also, transitioning now, there's also the topic of the possibility of changing city code that pertains to using these kinds of electric power devices on the CKC. And I'll hand it over to Julie to talk about the legislative request memo. Thanks, thanks, Blair. So one of the things that the council requested, it's a process called the legislative request memo process. And this is really an opportunity for our council members to bring items before their their colleagues and to see if there is interest among uh, their colleagues for um, a deeper dive into that item, a study or an action. So uh, council member Nixon uh, requested that the staff look into allowing for these um, vehicles on the CKC. The council was and they were supposed to talk about this item at their last council meeting, but they were not able to get to it. So it will be discussed at their um, August 3rd council meeting. So right now they haven't directed us to do anything, but I wanted to um, bring this before you flagging that this might be something that we'll have to take a look at. And then um, uh, there are a couple options in here that we provided to the council, one of which is to look at this in relation to the TMP. You know, we're updating the TMP, and should this be part of that process? Um, another option is to just, similar to Blair, go right into the KMC and, and um, change the code, or then just take no action, leave things as they are. So, that will be coming before council. And as I said, no direction yet, but um, there is a chance that uh, they will want us to take a look at it. Are we permitted to ask questions? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I guess my first question is just to confirm, uh, e-bicycles, are they permitted both in the bike lane and on the Cross Kirkland Corridor? Yes. Okay. And I guess in the interest of promoting alternatives to vehicles, is it possible for the Transportation Commission if, you know, we discuss and feel that it's a good thing for us to make recommendations that might encourage this to happen? Mm -hmm. Okay, you could. And I, I definitely think the idea would be to come back, to come back to the commission and get your recommendation on how you, what what you would recommend to the council um, on this. And so that's, but, you know, timetable-wise, kind of not sure when this will be or if this would be added to your work plan. Right. Yeah. And I guess given that we allow bicycles and e-bicycles on these, these certain places, is there any strong opposition or reason not to? You know, my understanding, and others may know more of this background than myself, but my understanding is we prohibited scooters because... At the time, there were not a lot of e-alternatives. It was all combustible and so, and loud. And so we got complaints about that. And so the idea, that was one. The other was just um, the speed is, is another one. And they, they can go pretty fast. Um, and so safety was another reason. Okay. Mm -hmm. So so if, if these requests include things like speed limits or sound limits or whatever, there could be a 
sure. uh, easier way to proceed forward. Right. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all we had. We just wanted to make you aware that this is an item that might come before you and um, to kind of stay tuned. So uh, to clarifying question. So mm-hmm. there already is a speed limit, right? Of what is it? 50 right. miles an hour. Um, is it 15? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. 15. And then one additional question, in addition to the request that's being made, are there other alternatives we should consider at the same time? Or is it really just the things that have been mentioned here? I mean, if we're going to have this conversation, we don't want to have to come back six months from now and revisit it for other. Yeah. That is something we can look at. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, sorry. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I, I like the the arguments being made. Like, you know, we're we're naming things e-scooter, and I'm like, where's the definition of e-scooter and so forth? I think the it, it's, it's rightly so to kind of establish more parameters of what we allow. But I don't, there's a balance, I guess. And you know, I, I want to see what kind of definitions we're using for these types of vehicles and so forth that are, that are being proposed. Mm-hmm. Right, and and just to add to that comment. I guess what I wouldn't want to see is like electric golf carts that carry four people driving up and down the corridor. Oh, so sure. if there was a way to differentiate between that, that could be beneficial. Yeah. I think uh, one suggestion I saw was um, enforcing it, not to say this is going to be the end result, but like, you know, having some effective way to measure the vehicle. So like width is a big one. So like obviously golf cart is going to be, you know, maybe have like a four by one thing. I don't know. But if it's like, yeah, call it three feet wide or something, then like every reasonable vehicle probably fits within that. And then on some weight limit, like every reasonable vehicle that you would feel safe, like being in contact with, would still fit under comfortably under that limit. Well, you know, again, I, you know, I don't think we're that unique. So, you know, what are other people doing? You know, are we inventing the wheel here? Literally reinventing the wheel. So, if, I mean, nice to point a finger and say, yeah, these other folks is what kind of people have gravitated towards. So that way we're, not, we're consistent, right? Across the CTs, uh, no, for the whole trail, not just, you know, there's an island where you can't cross Kirkland because you have this rule about something, you know? Yeah, That's- and I feel like, I forget what the recommended, if there was a recommended wording suggestion to implement, but I think it'd be good to generalize it enough so that, you know, it's not saying like, okay, now e- e-scooters are allowed now, like, electric unicycles are allowed because then someone's going to come up and be like, what about my skateboard that's electric? Like, can I do that? And so instead of being like, this is okay, this is okay, this is okay, we can just generalize it to be like, this class of vehicle is okay. Um, and then, you know, that helps us save the effort five years down. Yeah. Like, whatever random thing comes along that's also in the same family. Great suggestion. Thank you. And, and I just want to say thank you to those that are bringing that before us. Because again, I like the idea of encouraging alternatives to the vehicles. So you're saying that this may come before us later? Why? Later. Why would we not just address and make a recommendation now? Well, we'd want to provide you with, um, obviously, some alternative language to react to and that's why why not now but it is something that we can do i know again that i'm not wanting to get ahead of our city council as well so um but i should be able to report back on at your september meeting okay thank you thanks yeah thank you julie it's Mm -hmm. it's helpful to have an early heads up on some of these especially when it is of interest to the community Mm -hmm.
Okay. Well, if there's no other comments on that agenda item, that will take us to our next item on the agenda, which is the continuation of the transportation master plan update with Kimberly Scrivener. And um, one quick note, um, maybe just kind of, I know our last couple of meetings we had um, more kind of minimal notes for meeting kind of documentation. I assume we'll have maybe something a little bit more in depth for this discussion that's documented for the meeting notes. Is that is that correct? I'm not sure how you're planning to facilitate it, but I think you have a document that we might be. Okay. Yeah, we'll um, we'll have more detailed notes. Um, probably not verbatim. We're trying to kind of get a little bit similar to what Joel used to put together. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, we will be um, pulling out this um, a spreadsheet that we um, gave to you all in an attachment. We'll be taking notes in that, and so that we can share that back if that um, with the meeting minutes, if that's um, helpful. Excellent. Yeah, I figured since our past couple of meetings have been a little bit different on the documentation, I would ask that question as I just thought about it now before we have all the discussion and kind of get to the end. Like, oh no, <laughs> did, did we did we note down what we needed to? So, thank you. Yeah, Brian. No, just give a, a applause to the group. I think the you know the, I think reading the attachment so far, if you guys capture a lot of the notes, uh, you know, a lot of the content in in the in the the matrix and so forth. So. I think, yeah, the, the meeting notes may not reflect it, but I think, yeah, I think I, I see them capturing a lot of the good stuff. So, all right, with that, turn it over to you, Kimberly. All right, thank you. Um, so I'm going to be presenting today um, also with Victoria Kovacs and Fred Young, um, but I will start us off. Um, Fred's going to go ahead and share his screen. Um, so give us one second. Um, but while he's pulling that up, um, you have two resources in front of you. One was the attachment that was sent out with your, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, um, the attachment that was sent out, sent out with the packet. Um, and that is the proposal for updated goals um, and policies. And then and then I reprinted um, a handout that we had at our um, May workshop, um, which is our existing goals and policies, um, if you would like to reference those. Um, I'll just wait a couple seconds until everybody has those. Um, and our goal today um, is to really get through um, uh, to really make sure that um, we and you all feel comfortable making recommendations on the goals. Um, that was that would be a a, a win for us. Um, at that point, we would um, take that to the um, council um, to to review. Um, if we have time, we will um, we can review the, the policy updates as well. Um, so I'm going to go ahead um, and get started. So we're going to, I'm going to um, talk a little bit about our, the guiding principles. And then, um, as I mentioned, um, do want to get through, um, you know, make sure that we have captured um, what has been, um, what we heard um, from the last two retreats and get through this proposed update. Um, and, the, and like I mentioned, um, we'll get through the, um, if we have time. Um, then we'll, we'll just start diving into the policies as well and see how far we get. 
So the guiding principles, um, I just want to talk a little bit about um, how these are going to be used and how um, and how we have used them. Um, the, the 2015 plan um, used guiding principles um, to kind of direct and guide that conversation when that plan was first developed. Um, we really liked that concept, um, but those, um, but we wanted to revisit um, those guiding principles to, to really capture, um, you know, the, the values um, from the community and from the Transportation Commission. And so um, these are, they were really um, what I like to call a conversation starter um, that we started off with the um, focus groups. Um, and so there was a lot of outreach to identify um, uh, focus groups for transportation and land use. And we met with them twice. Um, the first one was to, to kind of take a look at the at the the original guiding principles and and try to garner from them um, really what the um, what they felt um, should be changed and added and revised. Um, and then at the second focus group, what we did is we took a revised version back with them. And um, we also, um, and then even after a couple more tweaks, um, we brought that revised vision um, to the first May um, Transportation Commission um, retreat. Um, apologize, I wasn't able to make the, the June meeting. Um, we didn't bring back the guiding principles then, um, but I really just wanted to um, um, share with you um, the updated ones. Um, they are also included in your packet. Um, I'm not going to read through um, every word, um, but we do do did stick with the four guiding principles. One, um, create a more equitable and multimodal transportation system for all users. Um, and the second one is is around safety. Um, we just this is what we um, where we landed, and um, um, and just wanted to. Um, it, or want to spend most of our time um, spending our discussion talking about the goals. Um, but did you, was there anything kind of glaring that anybody noticed that we missed? So at the, our last, uh, you, know, you know, workshop, you know, I think there was quite a bit, a little disjointedness in terms of, you know, what we had talked about guiding principles and so forth. And then there were, presented as goals. Yeah. And and so are we are we talking about going back to the structure or are we talking about wholesale or hierarchy change? Well, the guiding principles, um, these are really, as I mentioned, um, um, it was they began as our as our conversation starter. And their their use is to make sure that we are capturing um what's um what um capturing the values. Um, from the community and from the commission, and we can and then we'll share this with council. Um, but ultimately, the guiding principles will be just that. Our goal is to um, um, essentially just use these to keep them them in mind. But what we'd like to do is transition and talk about the goals. And so, at the end of the day, the goals should really align with the guiding principles. Um, but what we're what's really going to be impactful to the plan and um, to our and how the plan is effective are the goals and the policies and so the guiding principles will just kind of stay in the introduction chapter in the plan um, but at the end of the day um, we'll be kind of cycling our goals back to these guiding principles to make sure they're aligned 
Does that, does that answer yeah, the question? Yeah, no, no. I, I, that's that was my original understanding of how this yeah. was structured because you know I'm looking at the the attachment that was sent to us that showed like these are goals and they they sound like they're they mimic our our guiding principles mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm just making sure that we're we're you know what what we're structuring this to be. So yeah, uh, I totally agree. I think you know I think these guiding principles are really good. I mean they've been the foundation and they should transcend you know all the the different levels that these are. Well, we should, we should keep in mind. Great. So, yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you. And then this is Tracy. I guess my one comment would be based on the request that was being made tonight. Um, we talked about white walking and bicycling infrastructure. I don't know if there was a word that captures the different alternatives as opposed to bicycling that we might use um, to include the things we're hoping to expand to. I wonder if we just add um, investing in safe and connected walking, bicycling, and rolling. Maybe if we just add that term. Um, that also, um, I was reading over, we, can, we might keep this in mind today when we talk about the goals. And I apologize, I didn't bring this up. I didn't notice this. I was reviewing our, um, our equity report. Um, just did a kind of a second scan at that. And when we talk about walking, um, well, we might want to think about using the term pedestrian or walking and rolling um, to include people in wheelchairs, just being a little bit more inclusive. So as we get to the goal discussion, um, is, is that a good kind of um, just adding a word and that kind of covers that? Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Just as a, a a suggestion, you know, it, it would be helpful if you get track changes, so, you know, to see what got changed from what from previous, because it looks like it's kind of mimicking. But I was having a hard time trying sure. to live back and forth, okay. like figuring out what got what the salties got changed. And okay, yeah, on that front, I can provide that. Thanks. Will you just move to the next slide, please, just so that we can kind of look at the other two. And so then, um, sustainability. This is really about both sustaining our environment and our in our systems. Um, and so that touches on quite a, a number of things and then um, innovation and electrification. And so um, these are pretty broad. Um, and so as we get into our goals discussion, we'll be kind of getting a little bit more into the details. Great. Um, well, thank you. And, and we'll, I'll, um, we can provide the track changes version so you can see those. All right, um, next slide, please. Um, so again, I um, apologize for having to miss the June um, retreat. I was um, would have loved to have been a fly on the wall listening to that discussion. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to Victoria to kind of review um, what we heard. Thanks, Kim. So just recapping what we heard and please add on to this if there's anything we missed, but. We heard clear from you, we don't want to dilute the priorities that walking and biking are clear modal priorities, and we want to have a modal hierarchy. Um, we also wanted to note what we've accomplished since the 2015 goal. We've already adopted a Vision Zero plan. Do we adjust the language in that goal? Um, also, I heard there wanted to be some kind of tracking about, well, what's kind of happening now? We know EVs are happening now, but automation and maybe other things are more future. So differentiating between that technology innovation, what's already happening versus future looking. Uh, we also heard comments about there is some opportunity for consolidation of the policy level and global policies, such as maintenance and reporting and tracking. 
And then also wanted some clarification about how does the TMP relate to the active transportation plan, relate to the transit implementation plan and clarification that the TMP is this umbrella document. Um, commissioners, is there anything else that we did not capture? I, I recognize the minutes are more summary than this detail. So this is a, a great time. No, I think you kind of hit the high level. I, th I think, you know, I was, you know, when I was looking at the attachments, you know, a lot of the comments were, were you know, incorporated or at least noted. So I think that'll be great. I, I can't think off the top of my head on broader stroke. I think that's kind of hit the, the main points. As I mentioned, um, uh, we're going to dive into the goals today. I'm going to hand it over to um, Fred and our parametrics team. Um, as we get started, I just want to note that, um, you know, I, I, I'll be really interested in hear all of your opinion. Um, I felt that they um, did a really good job um, kind of capturing what, at least what I've heard and what I've heard about the last um, meeting. And so I just want to kind of Give you all my vote of confidence to our to our team that we have working on this plan. We're very happy. Um, but yeah, um, I'm going to hand it over to Fred, and I'm really looking forward to hearing from all of you. Thank you. Um, and... oh, thank you. Um, so joining me for the next 15 minutes on um, online is Erin David. She's uh, up there. So uh, she actually really was the uh, vision behind a lot of this work that we're going to talk about tonight. So I want to give her the the nod. Uh, uh, thanks for that. Um, so where we started, uh, the 2015 goals is our starting point, right? So that um, those exist. We're not looking at scrapping and redoing. We want to build off what's there and still acknowledge that um, eight years ago, the world has changed. You've done things on this list um, and there's need for a refresh. Um, things change. For instance, you have a Vision Zero um, plan. So once we dig into policies, the safety one is going to be updated. Uh, we have some other ideas for that. Um, you have a brand new active transportation plan. So maybe um, there's some ideas for thinking about how to deal with the walking and biking. Um, uh, Goal or goals, um, and then some others that we'll go through. So again, this is a starting point, and where we ended up is um, a set of um, we've eliminated one basically went from nine to eight goals, um, and the big moves I, on the next slide we can look at um, what actually changed. But um, so we're retaining safety, so T zero is still safety. What we've added there, so we're still using 2035 as the horizon year for eliminating um, uh, fatal and serious injury crashes, but we're also um, reducing all crashes. So that wasn't stated before in the goal in uh, 2015. So not just the fatal and serious, but also all, we're reducing all, um, because they do have an impact on um, health and welfare of people and um, property damage and everything. Um, we are looking at combining walking and biking into one goal to reflect your new active transportation goal. So 
once we dig into policies, we'll show you how we're mapping those across and um, cons consolidating some of those and adding some more to really capture walking and biking. Um, public transportation largely staying the same. Um, that's T2. Please. Sorry, Fred. One question. When you say reduce all crashes, are you talking about reported crashes? Uh, good question. Um, we I just don't know if we that. want a, you know, to be precise, just because obviously, oh, no. don't, uh, yeah, because obviously it's hard to collect unless someone reports it. Right. So that's because I'm sure there are crashes that are not reported. <laughs> yeah. I think um, uh, we're reducing the, it would have to be reported. Goals are measurable. That. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Goals are measurable. So it would have to be ways we can measure. Got it. Okay. So Thank you. just as um, uh, earlier, we were talking about guiding principles as being value statements um, that really kind of shape what this plan is about. Goals are measurable. Or they're written in a way that we can actually track progress. So, um, excellent point, Julie. We need to clarify that for me. Totally. Though. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, it needs to be trackable. One um, quick add on to that please. since we jumped into this one um, for crashes is that only including vehicles, or could it also include other potential modes of travel, um, such as e scooters? Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. Modes. Yeah, all okay. modes. Just making sure we're all modes. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. And we could just go through these one by one instead of going through all of them repeating. So any any other thoughts about how we've um, added to safety? Is there anything else that we might want to think about that this? And also keep in mind, we're going to take a dive into policies. So um, I know your brains want to go there because mine does too. <laughs> Try to keep it at this level and then we'll we'll take it deeper. Sorry. Down. And 35 is going back to what's in vision zero yeah thank you okay zero plan okay so we we didn't shift the the goalpost i just <laughs> that makes a lot of sense just okay yeah i think it does help to go one by one and yeah. just make sure yeah yeah clarifications okay i get ahead of myself sometimes <laughs> Did we have a updated PowerPoint? No, no. No, I don't think we yeah, did that. No, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will read. mention something about T1. Yeah. If you're ready to move on from the safety one. Um, we did hear loud and clear that modal priority, the hierarchy is very important. And it was stated at the commission from the commission that, you know, there's really um, that you guys really felt like walking and biking is separate. Um, we did are we are advocating to combine this into an active transportation goal. Um, one, as Fred noted, is um, to be consistent with our active transportation plan. Some some cities have a separate walk plan and a bike plan, but also that there are a couple of things that are um that are combined. Um, the greenways are walking by corridors, the cross curriculum corridor are walking by corridors. And so when we get into the policies, we can be very specific that there are some that are gonna be more geared towards walking and some that are being geared towards bicycling. But I just wanted to throw that out there. We did hear that from you. We're still advocating 
to combine them into one um, for those reasons. So hand it off to you and Fred, anything else you wanted to mention about that one? When when you're saying combine them into one, you you simply mean at the high level, the goal. The goal. Right. Okay. But the policies will be specific to whatever the mode is. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. The only thing I, I want to know, because I think, you know, I, I like how we are tied back to a plan because I think because you know, we spent a lot of effort on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to make sure as we start going about the policies, where does micro micro microtransit, micromobility, micro right? Because the, the active transportation plan is very specific to bike and, and walk. And I, I don't want to be remiss to miss other, you know, you know, uh, mode types, right? Like, I think those policies will exist under active transportation, um, but that gives us, it's a, the, um, that's the beauty of the, the TMP, right? We can expand and go beyond what was in the active transportation plan and um, really kind of address things like micromobility. Um, yeah. And the other part I, I want to point out is that although we referenced the, the active transportation plan, I, I do think that this is the this is a document that kind of guides or provides guidance to the active trans- transportation plan. Right. So, so we're not caught in this like I'm pointing I'm pointing the the onus on that plan to give us the the goals or whatever or the policies. I think we need to set it here so that it transcends down or um the umbrella. Umbrella, yeah. Umbrella, but also division or what that active transportation plan should should include. I think with that, it's perhaps a bit nitpicking because we've mentioned it. But again, with the T1 having it be uh, instead of like low stress walking and biking, low stress walking, biking and rolling. And Earlier, when we were talking about bicycling and I made the comment around, you know, a term that's inclusive of what was proposed today, um, one of those terms might be micromobility. If we look up, and I know, Julie, you said you'd get us more information, but micromobility devices appear to address all those types of vehicles within a certain size that go less than 15 miles per, per hour. Is that the term that's generally use micromobility. Micromobility. Yeah. So um, there may be another one, but that's the one that seems to be popping up the most. And it just defines vehicles that operate at speeds below 15 miles per hour used by users personally. Devices include bicycles, e-bikes, electric scooters, electric skateboards, um, and electric pedal assisted bicycles. And so, you know, again, there may be more things that you would put around that constraint. It talks about the weight, that kind of thing, but you might look for that. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think when we, I did the LRM, I was just trying to, it's like the quick reference, everyone, you know, people know what a scooter is, you know, but micro mobility, maybe not. Right. But I thank you that, but it is more encompassing. It sounds like. It is. And the only confusion then will be is people are familiar with the term bicycle. And if we start saying micromobility, they'll be like, well, what happened to all the bicycle lanes? You know, (laughs) yeah, there'll have to be some breadcrumbs, so to speak. Yeah. I like that. Anything else regarding active transportation? We'll add rolling and the policies will reflect micromobility. Once we get there. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just love the timeliness of the discussion we were having earlier. So as we make the updates, they'll be forward thinking. That's right. Move on to public transportation. 
So uh, through coordination with regional agencies and improvements within the city of Kirkland, the city will support and promote a transit system as a high value option for many trips. Big change okay. is regional focus, I think, adding that into it. it so this is more the, the transit one, right? The uh, On that front. Um, I, I, th I thought at some point we talked about where, I mean, obviously, you know, 85th is no longer Google campus at the moment, but, you know, the, you know, the, the, the notion that the other, people, other people have other private shuttles and services and so forth, is that, would that be, under this T2 as well, or where would that reside? I'm just wondering if it needs to be broadened up to more transit oriented and not not be, you know, not 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 called out as just necessarily just public, right? It could be private shuttles, private services, and so forth, and pools, uh, van pool programs, and so forth. So, just a couple of thoughts on there. Not trying to always say it's public. Uh, just yeah, we out could there. say region coordination with regional agencies and other partners um, and there is yeah. a policy for the transportation demand management for large employers, the CTR. Yeah. So even the title though, kind of biases towards, you know, public transit instead of just uh, public transportation, but I don't know if there's another mass train. Uh, ma oh. Transit. Transit. Although I would, I would, well, I would consider something that's public is something that the public can take. Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to be um, like King County Metro or Sound Transit or a public agency. But if it's a, I guess if it's Google, Google staff could take it, but they're still, it's, it's not public. That, that, that's my yeah, point exactly. Right. It's, yeah. It's the, yeah. the shuttle services. And, and I think yeah. they're, you know, I think they'll be, we'd be remiss not including them in, in, in our, view of, of transportation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, these, these do, you know, equity set aside, uh, you know, they do present. Uh, you didn't like Victoria's and other partners suggestion. No, I would just think, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just challenging you guys to think maybe, you know, public transportation as a title for that T2. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I see. I see. Instead of public transportation, transit, just call it transit or something. something. Do, um, I see, I see. Okay. Private shuttles fit into public or transit is that more what are what are the issues we're trying to solve with those is it curb space use often where are they picking up and dropping off people um is it the use of exclusive lanes for buses um what are what are the things we're trying to solve and is it the same as what we're trying to solve in public transportation or is it more something that goes into a different system management. So I guess if we were going to measure how are we achieving the goal, would we include these types of uh, services in that measurement? And if so, how would we categorize them? And then just from you know federal perspective, right, um, for managed lanes, for instance, I mean, there was uh, under MAP 21, there was clear direction to include all types of transit, not just public transit. So there was a lot of federal guidance on that front in terms of what, how you define managed lanes and buses and bus lanes and so forth. So if we're going to entertain, uh, you know, private uh, bus lanes in Kirkland, for instance, you know, we, we need to be more broadened 
than just thinking about public transit, public, public funded or public uh, operated services. I think Fred made a really great point about the management because with private services, there is a large variation in the size of vehicles, right? There are the transit vehicles, there's the vans, there's passenger vehicles, or Uber and Lyft, you know, are those transit, are those private services? Just to challenge you a little bit, is it better in this in this goal or is it better in maybe the more the vehicle goal? We talk about curb management and vehicles. Yeah. And well, you know, that's, that's a good point, but I, I do think that it's un, under the transit transit side of the house, you know, in terms of it, it is, you know, it, it, the capacity and, and so forth, the, how people use and view it. I mean, although some of them are public and some are from private employers, I think they're, they're, there's a characteristic that's just, they're just, you know, you see a bus, it's a bus, you know, you're not going to. Mm -hmm. Right. And I guess. I'm just focusing back to the anytime I see a goal. I mean, one of the things we said at the very beginning of the evening was a goal is something you can measure. I'm looking for the, well, show me the data. How well are we achieving the goal today? And the data is only as good as the data. You know, are we saying, okay, we want to move more people on smaller roadways? Are we achieving that? And if so, what are we counting to show we're achieving that goal? So that doesn't answer the question. It's just helps us to think about, well, what is it we're trying to categorize? Do you think that we would be limited to public transportation data from our transit agencies? We might be able to get data from our, um, our um, CTR employers mm -hmm. as well, but we wouldn't necessarily be able to get it wholesale for, you know, we wouldn't be able to capture kind of all, you know, private types of you know, ways that people coordinate their transit, you know, I mean, we could talk about like a daycare bus, you know, those mm. types of things we probably right. wouldn't be able to. Or the casino bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's, 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 that's why I think we're challenging. I would put the challenge back to the staff. I mean, we're talking about mobility data services mm -hmm. that are available. I mean, you know, folks are getting more, much more, um, you know, connected and data driven, right? Even even airport shuttle when it, oh, bless his heart went out of service, but the shuttle, the airport shuttle. I mean, they were very connected at, by 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 the end. So I think you know, in terms of technology, being able to track some of these things, I you know, I do think that there is commuter programs that do track it because they're getting credits for it. I mean, if we are um, for us, if we are going to approve land use, you know, stipulations and so forth, maybe provide us some data. Uh, about you know your your uh, commute patterns and so forth as part of the, as as part of that so that we're data driven to understand what the impacts of that land is on the transportation network. Okay. Anybody else? Transit. Transit. Mm -hmm. I I guess I would say that I just as kind of a note on that that I would think that private mass transit that the public cannot use would belong under T3, the vehicle management, personally. Well, let's, should I propose that we um, kind of move to T3? Mm -hmm. Talk that one through. 
So this one evolved out of um, motor vehicles. And we started looking at um, kind of more holistically what we're um, trying to manage. And really it's, um, we have some discussion points that came up this week. Um, so we, until yesterday we had vehicle management and then uh, we started thinking about, well, maybe it's roadway system management is what we're after. Um, the, the statement, um, goal statement is provides for efficient and safe vehicular circulation, recognizing congestion is present during parts of most days. This is thinking about a set of policies that then can help manage the system as a whole. The statement didn't change from the previous goal. Just motor vehicles seemed a little awkward. It's yeah. more encompassing than just. <laughs> right. And I think that the title covers a broader, you know, you say vehicle. So it's the previous goal with a more broad title. And I agree with what AJ said, is that maybe what we were talking about previously falls into this category. Is there a preference between vehicle management or roadway system management? I guess as, you know, as someone who knows a little bit, but is not an expert, like, I don't even really know what that means. Like a vehicle, I understand, but a roadway system, like in my mind is like, okay, that's a road. And then I guess maybe that's the lights and stuff, but I wouldn't, my mind would never jump to like the car or like the motor vehicle as part of that system, even though like technically it is, but like. Yeah, I think usage-wise, it would not be easily understandable. I would, I like having vehicular roadway kind of tied together because this goal is, as we've talked about, other modes of travel above this goal, um, making sure that it is for vehicles and it's really focused on that curb-to-curb -curb portion primarily. Um, it's not the sidewalk. It's not, you know, it may include bike lanes if they're in the street, but it's really focused within that realm of the roadway cross-section. I like the vehicle management approach uh, because I think, you know, under this, we, you know, not looking ahead, but we have some parking on-street, on-street, uh, on off-street parking. So I really like how we're broadening this up um, on that front. So not, not being fixated on the facility type, but more on the, what we're trying to manage itself. So... I think the proposal would be either vehicle management or roadway system management. I'm hearing vehicle management is more of a favorite term. So, right? That's a little bit different than what you said, Brian, but I just kind yeah. of wanted to get a head nod. <laughs> I know. Does vehicle management include not just the roadways, but parking? Yes. Yeah, I only pause at vehicle management because it's we're not really managing the vehicles themselves. That's the drivers. Um, but we're more managing the space that they utilize. And so in my mind, I kind of look at it That's why you as a blended. Both. Yeah. Vehicular roadway management is your preference. Something, yeah. It can be wordsmith for sure, but. Vehicular systems, maybe. 
So yeah, the reason, just a little bit of context, why we're at this decision point of roadway versus vehicle, um, getting back to the comment we had at the beginning of the, beginning of the hour, um, what is a vehicle? <laughs> is it anything that's not walking? Or so how, so how broad is this? It started with motor vehicle. Um, and now we kind of wanted to broaden it. Um, but now is it too broad? Um, so we're really trying to think about how in that curb, to, I like how you said that curb to curb space, not the pedestrian space, but that curb to curb space, how is that managed for the vehicles that typically use that? And sometimes it's bikes. But sometimes, most of the time, it's bigger motor vehicles. And I love that you brought up the what is a vehicle, yeah. because when I was talking about micromobility devices, I feel like you can't use the word without defining it. And I feel like the same should be done if we're going to use the word vehicle. We should define that because in my family, we refer to loophole. And my kids are always looking for the loophole. <laughs> so I try to close those at every turn. So, um, but. I also am curious when we say vehicle roadway system management, is this also like vehicle land use management? I mean, if we're talking about the roads, the parking, that kind of thing. Um, but I don't feel strongly one way or the other. Yeah, I can, I can almost go with just something like vehicular network management or something, because it's really one big system. You know, network system, I could use either word interchangeably, but... As we talked about, some of it is on-street parking. Some of it is also tied to off-street parking. And it's we take a broad look at it, that may cover it. Because I'm also not just looking at, you know, what is the vehicle? It's also freight. And freight is a big one that I think I saw was being added in, which is awesome. Um, and so it, this, this is a very broad um, set of users. Ooh, and that brings up another question. My husband and I have a joke that people feel like if they turn on their flashers, they can park their car anywhere. And so what about deliveries and things like that that block entire streets? We don't have a lot of lanes. Are we going to address that? Yes. Thank you. Just like you're assuming these, these bolded, you know, to the, to the left there. I mean, these are new, right? Because in, in the old TMP, we didn't have a, like a single word. They were, they were like goal T4. We didn't have. It yeah, was. Just a header for the, the description that was there before. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if we're, we're. It was the chapter name. So the. Okay. Um, um, yeah. So for this one, the chapter was motor vehicle or the land use one. It was the chapter is land use. <laughs> and then, and then the. And the goal, and then the goal was just the letter and number, and then the statement. So yeah. okay, I mean, I'm kind of agnostic. I mean, if it's just, I mean, we're we're smithing like a chapter title. I mean, to me, I think the fundamental is is actual the the what we're actually describing. Mm -hmm. I think that's I, I think that's where I think that you know, I, that's why I'm more interested in wordsmithing than you know two words, three words. I mean, I agree on the wordsmithing part, but uh, just to wordsmith a bit more. <laughs> if there's confusion about, or if, if there's issues with the term vehicle, why not just use automobile? It's a bit pretentious sounding, but it's 
descriptive of everything we're talking about for that, I think. I think the idea was to um, provide the opportunity to um, have policies that also address like the shared space environment with um, with bike lanes too. Um, but I don't know what I, what does everyone else think about? I kind of like the vehicular vehicle. I think that on wheels, I think it's too, to me, it's too, it's too limiting on that front. Trucks, SUVs, you know, I don't know. Automobile, not, not on wheel. No, 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 I, I get that. Vehicular is a little bit more commonly used yeah. across a lot of the, the field right now. I mean, for, we're smithing like forwards. I mean, I think we can, we can, we can leave it longer. <laughs> like, yeah. to me, I, I mean, we're, uh, I feel like at the end of the day, uh, the end look day. at the description of what it's for. Yeah. I, I, I know you mentioned it hasn't changed and I kind of stared at it for a little while. I'm like, how oh, do we change it? I'm like it making sure everyone can travel efficiently and safely in a vehicle, in an automobile, whatever may be driven. Um, I think that it's exactly what this goal needs to. Okay. I kind of like a vehicle network management. Or we can keep in the motor vehicle management. That's better. Whatever works. Okay. <laughs> All right. As long as it's safe. <laughs> like right. that's, that's the first goal. <laughs> exactly. And there's a good chance council will change it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> don't get too vested in it. <laughs> Moving to T4 equity. Uh, the transportation system should address the mobility needs of all people, regardless of age, ability, or background, while prioritizing the needs of the most vulnerable users to advance the city's commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Julie, speaking to your point about council may want to wordsmith things, I think this is perfect for them to fine tune. But I, I like it. I, I like where we're we're starting with here, though. Yeah, me too. I like the the um, the calling out vulnerable users. Yeah, I like that. Um, this is the new one, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, advocating to make a long sentence longer. I think um, adding calling out income in that specific line is not critical, but I think that's. In large part, it, I think that's what we're talking about a lot when we say equity of like vehicle distribution. I mean, I'm sure it's a bunch of things, but like money is probably the biggest one of whether you own a car or not, which probably determines your mode the most. Income. Regardless of age, ability, income, or background. Good. We had um, discussion about that point earlier, and we were thinking that um, we can add it, but I'm just context we were thinking background kind of as a bucket that contains a lot or can house a lot of things because um otherwise the sentence does get long <laughs> move on to t5 t5 technology and emerging emerging practices the transportation system should be flexible and equipped to adopt new technologies and Innovative solutions that expand mobility choices for people living and working in Kirkland.
So we had some discussion earlier about how goal three might cover a lot of the curb management and some of those related elements. What is left under this goal outside of um, funding and private sector partners? It seems like it might not have as much depth if we put some of that under the third goal. There's um, charging station infrastructure. Um, there's also um, being, and we can kind of think about this a little bit more. Um, um, this is kind of where um, becoming a data-driven city in our smart cities comes in. And we can give a nod to um, kind of a, or even a policy towards, um, you know, seeking, um, you know, emerging technologies when it comes to counting people. Um, so there's, there's kind of a lot of different types of um, um, pieces that relate to technology that we can put under the section. Also automated vehicles and preparing for that. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, I think that's, those are some great things that give a little more specificity to the, the description there, which is a little broad, but it's kind of meant to be a catch-all for whatever does come up. So yeah. I think probably the the downtown parking system is a good one that would fall under those two. The one um, that I, I'm a little bit on the fence in terms of where it would fit is, um, Julie just mentioned ITS. Um, we there's There's a lot of ITS in vehicle management. Um, and so we might, we'll, we'll kind of, once we get into the policies, we might have to think, I think most of ITS would live under vehicle management. And I think under technology and emerging practices, we can kind of talk about like maybe where ITS is going. Um, but you know, we might, you know, there are going to be a couple goals where we're going to have an, you know, there's a couple things that might kind of find themselves in, in under different goals for if we kind of. Mm -hmm. Anything else for T5? I think we're good to go to the next one. Okay. Uh, T6, uh, sustainability. Uh, allocate resources to ensure existing assets and future growth of the transportation system are adequately maintained, minimize transportation environmental impacts through mode shift, stormwater mitigation, and other greenhouse gas reduction efforts. So this was largely the previous T6, but now the focus is sustainability, is that correct? I'm just I'm just comparing the policies. So okay, awesome. Thank you. Bulkier, right? Maintenance, um, GHG reduction. You know, the mode shift um, is more giving a nod to T1, um, but I feel if we don't outright mention it, 
council's going to mention it <laughs> um, in terms of sustainability. And so, um, you know, a policy related to mode shift would be, you know, supporting the goals and policies in T1 or something, you know, we could somehow address that. But I thought that that, and if we don't kind of outright mention it, um, somebody's going to want it to be called out. So. And I think it's great that we're highlighting that we're focusing on sustainability because we had a lot of this in the previous one, but we didn't really call out the focus. So that's nice. And then T7 is land use. So coordinate transportation and land use planning and policies to ensure future growth is supported and sustained by a livable, walkable, connected, and transit-oriented city. So the big change here is um, putting transportation planning and land use planning on the same level. Before, it was um, it felt as though transportation planning was subservient to land use planning. So the policies can go both both ways, right? They need to work together or not. So just strengthening this is what we did. I think the only thing I might note, given our previous conversations about inclusivity with walking, biking, and rolling, where we specifically call out being livable and walkable, but we don't call out the other modes, there may just be another way to to frame that. But I, I like you know, how this is coming together. What if we took out walkable, um, livable, connected, well, and then transit-oriented? That's, mm. yeah. I think the walkable is trying to get at that density and the concentration of uses. It's in within a quarter mile. So how do you say that without having to say within a quarter mile? <laughs> yeah, I, mm -hmm. you know, as an engineer who uses that a lot, I'm like, there has to be another word than walkable that's just like extra broad and covers it. But it, nothing's popping into my head right now. But there's got to be something out there that can. Because yeah, I guess accessible kind of, kind of hits it, but is more broad word. Mm -hmm. um, but also is, you know, important that walkable doesn't get to of like, you know, curb cuts and random things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think accessible makes more sense because you're not connected. Oh, we got you. So is the suggestion livable, accessible, connected and transit oriented city? Just, just out of curiosity, what the, why are we calling out transit oriented? Yeah, that's another key land use uh, development tool calling about transit-oriented development, right? We're concentrating uses around our transit stations because then that you can walk or roll to a transit station and then you have a broader travel shed than if it's just uh, walkable or rollable community within a quarter mile that's a lot smaller, right? Um, but if you have the transit to connect you further places... Yeah, I think in the, in the in the policies themselves, we call it multimodal. But if you if you guys want to call it transit oriented, just so that we get that keyword in there, it's fine. 
struggle with this. Like someone said it earlier. This grade. I don't know what's the what is there is some tool and the community understand and deal with right. No, no, I agree. That's fine. Yeah. And we finalize this document. Fair enough. Yep. I, th I think the proposed updates do an excellent job of highlighting key terms like safety, equity, sustainability. In taking just a quick snapshot look at the orange labels there, my, my only curiosity is how do you differentiate between active transportation and public transportation? The word active, I'm not sure really describes what the description says. But other than that, I think the titles are excellent in terms of highlighting kind of high level goals we're trying to achieve. Yeah, we've struggled. I think um, using active transportation, um, I think it's becoming more of a known term um, and that's why we ended up, we kind of had this conversation about the active transportation plan and ended up resting on that term. And then when I was reading through the equity report review, um, they also encouraged to use active transportation as a term. Uh, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, but yeah, even the equity report kind of suggested to use that term. So, um, and, uh, it's not quite as much of a mouthful. <laughs> Walking and biking and rolling transport. <laughs> the alternatives are a little lengthy. <laughs> well, do we get through them? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, just to <laughs> recap what we changed, just a quick summary. So um, be an active partner. So that goal went away. We kind of rolled that into some of the others, especially public transportation, thinking about working outside your borders, especially with those pro providers who are um, working across the region. Um, transportation measurement. So these goals are written in a way that they will be measurable. So each one of these will come up with performance measures as we move through this. Um, and um, so the goals themselves will be measurable. Um, we combined walking and biking, uh, we added equity, and we updated um, and are still um, tumbling around with uh, motor vehicle, changing it to vehicle network, network management. management. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Um, so that one's in process. I think good discussion tonight, helping us confirm we're heading in a good direction. So thank you. Great. Um, right, we're done. With no, 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 we're not. <laughs> I'm teasing. We there's a lot more to go. Let's. I just want to do a little bit of a time check. Um, 
it's about quarter after seven. So we do have um, a, a time to go through the policies. Um, and so we don't have slides. We can just go through the handout. Um, the, um, you know, let's start with safety. Um, and then um, Aaron is not with us anymore, is she? Aaron had to take off, but the other Aaron's here. Oh, okay. Um, it was, yep. If she is, um, maybe or other Aaron could um, share the spreadsheet um, or, um, okay. And then we can kind of take notes as we go along um, in here as we talk about it. Sure. What do you mean? Like existing is the current plan, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So sorry. <laughs> um, so the 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 very left column are the updated goals. You have this other document for reference. We went through that. The um the column in orange, that's the existing policy what's in the plan now. Um, and you will notice that some of them got a little, some of them were reshuffled. So those goals that are those policies that, that uh, or the goals that went away, the policies that were under, under them were reshuffled. Um, and this has gone through quite a bit of review. Um, it reflects, um, so our staff, our team went through all of our um, policies um, and thought through kind of what some proposed changes are. And so, um, in terms of so if we want to start just with safety is a good one to start with um you know our, their first policy was um you know develop a vision safe vision zero safety plan so we've done that um the proposed change and so if you um kind of moving across the the spreadsheet um to to the right under the proposed changes we would update that policy um and acknowledge that um that it basically um, that we would change that policy to implement the Vision Zero plan and um, and monitor progress. Um, and then uh, we might add, um, come to think of it, um, uh, some schedule for updating it. Yeah. So that's that's where I was having a hard time when I was trying to review this. Mm -hmm. Was so are these notes of proposed changes? Are are, are this is not the final wording right so that, i was having a hard time like so where are we actually what's the actual wording yeah yeah so we're so right now um you know if there's any like specific um like wording that you would like to see um i think we mostly want to make sure that kind of the theme of the policies so for instance um you know, one thing I just added was the schedule for updating our Vision Zero plan. Um, we can come up with some wording for that. Um, and then um, we can, once we get kind of get through them, um, we can send out and review kind of the final, the final text once we can make sure we get all of the policies in there okay. and kind of the right kind of theme of them. All right, so today is just making sure you're hitting the right content and then or the yeah. right the right yeah spirit of it and then you can work on the wording afterwards yeah. okay yeah so we um as we develop those goals we reshuffled the policies to match so kind of a mapping mm -hmm. exercise and then as we did that we noticed um the light gray heading the latest gray like ah 
here's the things that need to be updated. Here's maybe some ideas. Those are probably the target of what we want to talk about today, that column. The other columns, um, I'll be I'll be typing up there on the far right column. So any additional notes, comments, I'll be typing in there. Um, and then we can use that to document what, what we discussed today. Um, so the talent, oh, actually. I'm, no, they don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Okay, so I, just... I think it was intended that the new that was language was going to be in italics, but then I noticed there's a established policies. That yeah, that's why I was, I was yeah. confused. I was like, uh, is the wording or is that yeah. the? Yeah, sorry. Okay, okay so. Yeah. Those changes Yeah. Yeah. And my one comment is the word monitor. Again, I'd be interested to say monitor and report or something like that because monitor seems vague. What does that mean? And where can you give me a hint of where that you would are? would be under proposed changes. Um, the the first row, the okay. last sentence. Monitor. Got it. Yeah. Monitor and report. Yeah, exactly. In the the second row, um, I do want to mention. So the um, um, the Vision Zero plan is um, is written in a way that supports um, what's called a safe systems approach, and so um, felt that this was a very good goal to to add to include that, and so there are. Um, um, there are several, um, you know, four potential new policies um, written in the second row. Um, um, we would review and revise the city's um, design standards um, for best practices, which which we already do. Um, but there are um, there's uh, there's more that we can do on that um, at staff training. Um, review and um, revise our speed limit policies, um, equip city vehicles with safety-related devices, um, those types of things. Um, so I just wanted to point out that the um, there are a number of um, policies that we can include um, under this safe systems approach and folding it into there. So just not casting on that one because you know every every time somebody says reflect current best practices it's kind of it's kind of loaded it's kind of what do you mean what's current what's best mm -hmm. uh, what, what are you guys envisioning in terms of achieving that or what does that mean generally and what we can do in the plan is we'll put like an asterisk and then point to um essentially we would um point to um design guides that are generally um what are considered in the you know in the transportation world, um, good best practices. So um, AASHTO, um, NACTO, the National Association for City Transportation Officials, um, AASHTO. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we could list a couple of the guides that we would point to because um, those get those do get updated somewhat regularly. I would challenge the city to think about 
well, you know, because by the time it becomes the standard, or it puts you put it in document it's several years, even half a decade, decade later, that's oh, well, it's current now. It's almost like the minimum that people are, are up to speed now. I think I always thought Cedar Kirkland was always a little bit more forward thinking than just current. Like you know, best. You know, so I don't know. It's something that's more, okay. a little more, more, a little more like pushing the envelope to right. to do better. Lead, yeah, exactly. Seem like emerging and best practices. Yeah, something like that. You know, so that way. Uh, but again, it's going to be something measurable. Are we looking at the latest, you know, article that says, "Hey, this is the best way to do striping" or something like that? You know, so I think that balance. But I think. Yeah, just the the word current. We're doing the status quo. It's like wow, that mm-hmm. that, that bar is kind of low. Reactive, yes. Okay. So, yeah, just to put it out there, so that uh, that T five has that phrase emerging practices in it already. Yeah, I will say, <clears throat> Patrick, that is a good thing to call out as an overall kind of how we weave our language into the approach here. It is. It is kind of more safe to go with what's industry standard because that is, you know, kind of how we don't have any liability issues and we're kind of checking that box. But there is kind of what is the desire on the city side to be on that leading edge, partnering with people who are effectively doing the studies of new implementations that then found, you know, provide the foundation for those standards. And that may be something that council wants to have input on is because that sometimes requires investment, not just taking a pre-existing standard. It's being involved in creating the standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember you know, the flashing lights going in and, and so far, I mean, we were one of, the, one of the first in the countries to actually put it in. And, and that took effort to fund, to research, to put yourself out there as a city. And I, I, I wish we'd continue that going okay. forward. And then I think we just need to change the spelling of the word devise to device. Oh. Because <laughs> devise is a word. It's in the last one. Uh, device. Yeah. <laughs> and so then- the last theme of the the policies um, for under safety would be um, folding in our complete streets policy. Um, I felt that that was a very good fit for those. Yeah, I like the structure that's coming in here because, you know, our following goals kind of do break out into modes, but a lot of these span all of the modes, whether you're on a sidewalk or whether you're in street. one thing that I, I will note, um, just kind of pushing that like envelope a little bit for the speed limit policy, which is right above the, the complete streets one, um, instead of review and revise, I would just drop the review and say we're going to revise the speed limit policy. Commit to it. So I think it's going to happen. Well, um, that that is a good question. Whether we we be an action item, yeah, we could make it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Make it an action for of that policy 
just update the, and then we could still advance it. Yeah. It's because it's been a long time. I think it was 2016. I just Googled the last time. <laughs> yeah. We've been asked to. Yeah. Okay. I see. So action items have come after. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This is great. I think the additional proposed policies really expand the safety and actually do have us looking forward and emerging. Anything else we're missing? Should we move on to active transportation? All right. Um, so first one, um, gosh, I can't read with my glasses on anymore. <laughs> um, so improve the safety of walking in Kirkland. Um, we would update that um, to make it um, walking, bicycling, and rolling. Um, safer, easier, and more convenient. And so um, this is one that um, feels that um, walking and biking and rolling could be included together, um, essentially just um, kind of a general policy. And then, you know, we're kind of folding in um, you know, the, these were just kind of split out in terms of making, um, you know, improved safety, um, you know, making bicycling safer, making walking safer. So it's just less redundant. Um, and then, you know, the, the, I think one of the ones we talked about is, um, you know, instead of um, just making cycling easier, um, we're just kind of rolling those into one goal. So it's a little bit more concise. Um, and then under the actions, um, we can be a little bit more specific. Um, removing, identifying and removing barriers. Um, that essentially would be an action to that, the policy I just mentioned. So uh, making walking and walking, bicycling, and rolling safer, easier, and more convenient. An action would be identifying barriers. Um, so that's kind of an example of that update. Feel free to chime in anytime, Fred, too, if you want. Um, another one, um, making, getting around Kirkland on foot intuitive, um, making walking in Kirkland, comfortable, intuitive, and the first choice for many trips. Um, we might consider walking and rolling um, to include wheelchairs. Um, make it easy to navigate the bicycle network. Um, so that's a little bit of a different um, action. And so those, um, uh, kind of wayfinding type um, policies would stay separate because um, that's the the actions would be a little bit different. Um, prioritize, design and construct pedestrian facilities um, that would um, we would 
we would essentially um, make that an action. So prioritize design, construct, operate, and maintain pedestrian facilities in a manner that maximizes safety and operational efficiency. So that would again be an action under that first goal, making walking, bicycling, and rolling safer, easier, and more convenient. What, what does operational efficiency mean in this case? Because I don't understand it. I don't know if other people would. Uh, one example could be signalization, signal priority at intersections for pedestrians, bicycle. Um, just one example. Would that be, is there a way to simplify the language like Julie was suggesting earlier uh, in general? In a matter that maximizes safety and efficiency, maybe. Yeah, I guess in the, in this phrasing, it's not clear what that efficiency is for. I'm just trying to think because like what the pedestrian cares about is like, I guess like speed or priority at an intersection, which is again, many more words than what is here. Could we change it to just mobility? It's effectively allowing people to move through the network. Yeah, I think that gets the part yeah. of it. That maximizes safety and mobility. Yeah. So are we, or we're doing T11, you know, just going back to it, because we're, we're lumping walking and biking together. And I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm concerned about diluting their fundamental, you know, there's, there's a, a big difference in terms of the characteristics of those two mo modes of travel. And are we doing this service by lumping it all together? In terms of the policy, yeah, in terms of the policy, because I think the measure measurements are are going to be completely different to 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 understand if we attain that goal or not. Well, because the, there still are dedicated walking and rolling aspects, and then dedicated bike policies in this, right? So it's just kind of like lower down. I think we haven't gotten to them yet, mm -hmm. but it it gets more explicit about biking later on. Yeah, but make walking biking safer, easier. I mean, it's, I don't know the safer easier it's gonna be different for walking versus biking well i guess my question for that one would be then what exactly are we measuring when we say make it easier and more convenient are we measuring the availability of sidewalks the availability of bike lanes are we measuring the um availability of maps that outline where those are i mean how would we measure T11. So users. Right. So I've seen like the state of Colorado has massive online maps of how you can get anywhere on a bike. Do we have those types of things in Kirkland where we can go to a map and know exactly how to get from A to B? Right. Well, I, I like that in action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I like how, Julie, you're, you're going towards it because we're, we're trying to do some things so objectively unhuman related you know are we are we are we actually asking folks to actually use these facilities 
or the the ones that are, or are we just passively observing that you know what this intersection has never had somebody push the ped button right kind of thing so it's also induced demand right it's like well we don't observe everybody using it so therefore no one wants to use it and well if you actually did all, all i'm trying to just I don't want to un, un, un go, have this go backwards, but one one seems to be so it's so dense, densely packed, and I'm I'm just wondering if that sh should be broken apart. Well, let's yeah yeah let's um let's talk a little bit about what the policies would be under this action versus what is being proposed to move under this goal as opposed to what would be included under the actions. And so the policies would be um, um, make walking and biking safer, enrolling safer, easier, and more convenient. The, um, um, there's the two related to wayfinding, um, make getting around make walking and rolling intuitive and the first choice for many trips um in bike network easy to navigate um then we would have the um the cross Kirkland corridor then we would have um one related to um for to children getting to school, walking, biking, and rolling to and from school, improve street crossings, um, one related to maintenance, and a bike parking policy. So the one question I have is we, we do talk about making it easier to navigate the bicycle network. Mm -hmm. it may not be here, maybe it's somewhere else, but I'd love to see the word expand the bicycle network. I just came back from Amsterdam where yeah. there are thousands of bike garages, thousands of bicycle lanes, and people bike more than they drive a vehicle. And I looked at that and thought, maybe someday we'll see something like that here. Maybe there's, um, you know, um, implement the active transportation plan, um, bike network, because right. um, that's pretty detailed. <laughs> there's a lot in there. Um, that could, yeah, that could be an action, a measurable action. Expand the oh, that would miles be of facilities. You have that, yeah, under T22, we're proposing to move that under an action. Prioritize, design, construct, operate, and maintain bicycle and pedestrian facilities. Yeah, that one should not be under the 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 T the sustainable one. Sustainable T six. 
that's what we we're talking about sustainability, right? Maintenance. Because the whole point was trying to promote, like, you know, on par of maintaining facilities in general. I maintenance is one that we talked about might need to be kind of littered throughout a little bit. I see um, the sustainability goal is being a little bit more focused on making sure that we're um, we're adequately funding our staff and our resources to maintain. But then in kind of, in all of these, we can kind of, you know, we want to maintain our, you know, make sure that our bike lanes are swept. And, um, so I, I don't know, but maybe does anybody else have any thoughts on kind of where that would live? But we kind of thought it was so important that we might want to mention well, it a couple of times. <laughs> no, I totally get that. And and my first inclination was like, great, put it everywhere. You know, it's like, but I, I think detracts from the, the T6 goal, which mm-hmm. is the outcome is sustainability, right? How we get to it. If it's maintaining staff, it's, it's, if it's, you know, buying more trucks or, or wherever, that's, that's more of the outcome of, of the policy of trying to maintain it. Sure. So are we talking about T22, which it says update, move to action? Is that what we're focusing no, on? No, I was talking about, it's, I don't know what role we're on. It's the one under the ped, the ped one. By T17, the new proposed one, maintain existing pedestrian and bicycle facilities. And to me, sustainability is is the life cycle, right? From inception, we should be we should be focusing on on the maintenance of that facility, right? I mean, we do that today. I think we you, you kind of programmed in. Oh, yeah, I got I got twenty more miles of sidewalks I have to maintain. But you know, I, so I think by 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 even saying that we just maintain what we have, it, it kind of lends itself to not program it from the beginning that the life cycle should be should be thought of for these facilities. How is that different from? You design, but you also have to have the budget for it, right? You know, so that, yeah, you get done with design. Yeah, well, well, no. And then, and then also, you get, you know, by fiscal year 2024, you got to have the money for that now to, to be incrementally added to the budget. Right to maintain it, because so, I think for us when we talk about ma- maintaining something, it's such an afterthought, right? We build it, suburban cuttings create, but we we, ne- we you know the capital guys never program budget for the for maintenance. It's like it's almost like a a, a a bifurcated process. It's like oh, once we're done, then we'll give it back to, you know to the maintenance guys to worry about. And so, yes, right. That's my pet peeve about about you know as you can tell, but that's the. Is one argument for keeping it in the active transportation goal is there could be specific actions to sweeping priority bike lanes or you know maintaining vegetation trimming on a certain schedule, whereas the sustainability goal might be more about the resources. Um, And if you, if you move that one, I guess the reason why I'm curious is because if you look at T22, these two have redundant wording. It says maintain bicycle and pedestrian facilities in a manner that maximizes safety. And then we say maintain existing pedestrian and bicycle facilities. So they're redundant. 
So maybe moving what Patrick is talking to to sustainability, maybe plants it in a different location so it doesn't repeat what it says above. Or we should just revisit the wording. Okay, we'll revisit the wording. Okay. Um. Before we shift off of this goal and go to the next one, um, one thing I want to add is that I really liked the low stress kind of component of the description of the goal. And one thing that we've talked about in past sessions, but I don't see kind of structured in as clearly here is the user experience and kind of that there's the comfort sort of there, but it's not as strong or clear of language. Um, I know eventually the actions will probably get to how do we measure what is a comfortable network. Mm -hmm. um, but some of those elements such as placemaking and um, that level of traffic stress kind of feel like maybe we could hit those a little bit more succinctly okay. within the, the language here. So I was trying to find out where does it fit? It's kind of spread throughout. Okay. I mean, I, oh. Oh, I guess kind of piggybacking on that, perhaps even more than comfort, comfort in using those, we want it to be both pleasant and efficient that people shouldn't have to take major detours and that sort of thing as well. Hey, uh, uh, uh. Mm. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm, I'm still having a struggle between what's a po the policy versus action, right? Like, like we seem to be tending, I think it was on, per you know, like, tends to be kind of mixed match and we're, we're mixed matching. Do we have the classical term of policy? I think some of these don't apply, you know, these things are more like action. So I'm, I'm trying, what's our, what are we, what are you guys looking at? They're actually kind of, I think about them as um, maybe like work program items, things that we would actually be doing. So um, for instance, I like um, the suggestion to move, um, identify and remove barriers. Um, to an action because that is something that it gives us a task to work on um, and that and in doing so that's that's an action towards making walking and bicycling and rolling easier safer and more convenient so in order to so in order to get to that policy we have that action right and we're going to identify barriers we're going to prioritize and design and build things um we're going to yeah yeah so like policy section pedestrians will I mean it seems to be a Leading pedestrian. <laughs> That's where I'm going with it, right? That's what we need. Okay. No, please suggest that. <laughs> Seconded. You know what I mean. That's a policy is, hey, we are, this is how, this will govern our practices, our actions. That's the policy. And sometimes policies are in conflict. That happens a lot. 
um, note, but generally that's kind of how I think we're trying to structure it. And then you're seeing notes here about moving things to action because really it's that action would um, support the policy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think cool. the one that Kim said is perfect. So the action is identify and remove barriers that directly supports improve the safety of walking in Kirkland, yes. which rolls right up to active transportation. Well, yeah. So the example I'm using, having a hard time with, is like the T two two dot two, right? The recommendations update and move to action, create new and improve existing on street bike facilities. So. My recollection of the history of it is that was called out because that was a, a specific policy. Like we're emphasizing this is what we want to do. So yeah, it falls underneath the it's to improve the 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 make it easier for and make it easier and safer for bikes. But it's so it's not watered down, right? The whole point is that it, it's very specific, you know, it, it's got a little more bite to it than just this is an action that that that's that that relates to making it safer and and easier for bikers. Yeah. And so to me, it's like diluting some of the some of the. We're, this is my emphasis of of it. So some of these actions are actually we as a city we're trying to emphasize that we don't want to leave it as a. Oh yeah, it's going to make gonna it fall off the yeah exactly. <laughs> Especially when we're talking about you know ped and bike and and rural facilities. So that's why I'm kind of. This one we can, we'll do a little um, kind of thinking through about how to kind of have that hierarchy of kind of building out our networks and making them more connected. And then, and then maybe the action is prioritize, design, construct. Um, we right. can, we can, we can do, that's a really good example, I think. And maybe we can have both of what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think, what, you know, what, I think this is a great start. I think until we see like, okay, this is what the propose and this is the, oh, the yeah. actions. And yeah. I think that'll, that'll help me that more crystallize help. it. Cause right now it's kind of like yeah. a moving target. And yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I also don't mean to backtrack, but okay. uh, I, with the phrasing of when I used the word detour in that bikes and pedestrians should have an efficient route. I, construction is one thing, but I more so meant in terms of cars being able to go directly to a destination. And oftentimes pedestrian or bike routes have to take the long way and that we should emphasize trying to give them direct routes as well. When you said that, you, you said efficiency and I wrote in parentheses, connect, connected and direct. <laughs> nice, nice. I like that. So I hope. <laughs> Is T11 where we used the word, uh, I think Sam, you said accessible. Was that where we added the word accessible? Make walking, biking safer, easier accessible, more convenient. That was okay. Goal. Oh, it was in the goal. Okay. Well, no, the reason I ask is because we're proposing to move um, one, four and two, two underneath T one, 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 four, which is expand pedestrian T two, two expand bike facilities. So I get how we're combining pedestrian and bike in T one, one, and then we're saying we'll put those other two things as actions. But if we're going to take them out as policies, then I think that the T11 policy, it's not just about being safer, easier. It needs to be, I don't know, more accessible or, accessible. yeah. Okay. 
Okay. All right. I think that was probably going to be one of the hardest mm -hmm. ones to get through. So I'm glad we kind of had a chance to really think through that. So um, the next one, let's do a little time check. It's 10 to 8. Um, so transit, public transportation, still kind of. Um, uh, so um, plan and construct an environment supportive of frequent and reliable transit service. Support safe and comfortable passenger facilities, integrate, so we would update, um, integrate transit facilities with pedestrian and bicycle networks. And this would really be um, just to kind of update it to language to talk about first and last mile. Um, we would maintain um, the, the policy around um, transportation demand management in our um, large employers. Can I ask what is CTR? Commute trip reduction. Okay, thank you. Should spell that out. We'll have to have a um a, acronyms. Um yeah, we're a, um so um require new developments to establish um transportation demand management plans. Um we might have to have a qualifier here on size can, um related to that policy. Yeah, is that is that really Mm -hmm. Is that really under public transportation, though? And wouldn't that be under the um, the reason? Well, that's a good point. Um, we oh, could, wait. yeah, yeah. It's what well, we because we have that other maybe link to land. Is it's, yeah, I like what Victoria just suggested is to um, move that to the land use because exactly. that's really yeah. what yeah. Um, pursue transit on the CKC. Um, that um, is because it's um, continued. It's in our cross-curving corridor master plan, and I, that's not something council would want to change. Um, uh, pursue transit on the cross-curving corridor. Um, so, um, well, I don't know. I Maybe. Wait, is that? Maybe transit isn't the right. Because that was word. the rich. Yeah. There is always a sound. Yeah. We're not going to see that in our lifetime. So no, that's yeah. where I'm going with. Do we, do we, do we, we call this out? You really want to call this out? <laughs> but, but, I understand it's really super wide. The corridor is like a hundred feet wide. Right, right. It's real to trail for, uh, yeah. easement, but I mean, the ribbon cutting did not have that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you guys, but it was uh, the 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 speech. We're all we're glad we didn't. You know, we're glad we went this down this route, kind of thing. So, I'm um, just wondering. It seems kind of maybe. Um, yeah, we can either. Take this out. Well, council will probably have a lot to say about it. We could um, propose to change out the word "pursue." Um, maybe be, we'll we'll think we'll we'll think about this one. Because it be the explore. You know. Well, it's a policy, but what's the action you're, you're proposing for it? I mean, right? right I mean, we're we're gonna do like just me. Isn't the that right of way large enough for both? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a a rail and 
a path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know if it's wide enough for a rail and both a gravel and a paved path? Mm-hmm. So three different options along there. I I believe in most sections that's what's included in the um in the master plan. I would think then if it's wide enough for rail and a paved area and a gravel area, then we would I would think we would want to pursue all three. Yeah. Okay, well so, I'm gonna fight this way. I think the comfort of having a rail right next to, you know, biking and, and so forth and you know, strollers and stuff. I mean I mean I'm not sure from from the ribbon cutting it was we're going down this route of a, a multi-use trail. I would think it would at least be more comfortable to be next to a rail than it would be to be biking on painted narrow bike lanes with gutters in them. So I think it's worth saying we should pursue it. I think probably exploring opportunities to utilize the existing transit easement. Um, what the Pumac? Just so we... We don't ignore that it's there for the next how many years until the the master plan is updated again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my question would be like, you know, we built this bridge, and how much did we take into account that there's going to be a rail easement on the bridge, or is it on the right of way, right for it? It would go under if that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I a good wording suggestion, but we should move on. Um, so just update the our role and sound transit calling out um some of the like the specific things that we would do um, um in terms of coordinating with them. That could actually be an action that we just talked about underneath the, yeah. the sound transit one. Yeah. Yeah. So the those would be the actions and then it would we would kind of reflect kind of the um so essentially the the um I think this is how this is laid out um, with for all of these um, related to partnering with count, um, King County Metro, regional transportation coordination, sound transit. This what the policy would be this higher level of regional coordination. And then the actions would expand on those in more detail. That would be the next four. And then um, partner with transit providers. Um, to coordinate land use and transit service. Um, and so, and then um, coordinate multimodal transportation systems. And so the, the partnering, that's an action. Um, and then we would, we would propose to maintain, um, you know, our coordinating of multimodal transportation systems with neighboring jurisdictions. Is the... I'm trying to think which multimodal transportation systems with which jurisdictions are we talking other cities because we're because mm-hmm. we're okay all right got it that makes sense spring district mm-hmm. yeah i'm just kind of thinking it but under the lens of kind of that broader transit to where you know, like Bellevue was in operating buses, but we still need to maintain coordination with them Maybe in terms of the network. Yeah, I was going to ask about connections. So there is a new light rail that's supposed to go 
east-west, is there going to be any connection with that? Um, yeah, in the very far future to South Coastal Park and Ride. Okay. What were you going to say? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. And then also, I think the South Kirkland Park and Ride might technically be in Bellevue. It's half the property, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the boundary goes diagonally. Yeah. So I think keeping the general coordinate, be a good partner is a good. That's a good one. Yeah. So, so go, go ahead. Something with this, uh, the goal is that, you know, it's talking about coordination, but like there also are within city boundary stuff we do and can do, right? Like they had the, I forget the name, but that little van that, you know, you could kind of like Uber with, I don't know if that was a pilot program or something, but like there are programs that can be done. Yeah. And like rental, yeah. Like renting the van or like stuff that just, you know, dropped you off door to door. So, you know, that I don't see that mentioned anywhere, but if it, no, if that's, that's something you want to pursue, it yeah. seems like could be here. And promote the Metroflex. Mm -hmm. So, at the top of 70th and 405, there is a giant parking lot that is closed or blocked off right now. So does that mean that the parking's going away? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And that's that's great. I was just curious. Um, largely, we kind of ran through this public transit part quickly, which is fine. I like that we focused on pedestrian and bicycling, but it shouldn't be all about what my preferences are. I guess my big curiosity is we seem to be reducing public transportation or not we, but King County Metro and Sound Transit. And so for us to set all these goals, it seems like it's going to be a challenge to achieve them. Um, and then I'll just also mention under this, um, the first uh, T3-1, um, um, we would include under the actions things like um, implementing our um, transit implementation plan, um, transit supportive infrastructure, such as queue jumps, that type of thing. Do we, do we have a transit plan? We do, a transit implementation plan. Yes. Um, and um, that was um, that was adopted about five years ago, um, and we have been working on several projects in it already. Um, one of the um, big um, projects is the transit queue jumps, which we have federal money for. And yeah, 
Yeah, you know, and I'm just it triggers for me also. You know, with the with the actors transformation plan, we have these these other plans, but do we need to call as part of this effort? How often we update those? Because to me, it seems like you know, if we did a transit plan five years ago, I mean, you know, post COVID, post economy, and so forth, work from home. Do you know? Should we be revisiting that? Should we have regular check in or regular cycles that we shall update? You know, maybe it's not policy, but with the action item that we we these need to be updated on a, on a certain schedule, at the very least. Well, yeah, but I think even for current users, I mean, I'm seeing, you know, bus frequencies, you know, going away and so forth. And I think, you know, maybe there's an interim, like, what's our, you know, what's our reaction plan for for, for what's happening, right? I mean, if we're spending all these all this money on the Q, uh, transit queue jumps that no no bus are using, then what's the point of that plan? I mean, in, in that case, then we need to focus on trying to get our ridership up and improve equity in order to get the, that back from the get get the those bus routes revamped again from King County. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, do we have that in here? Is that one of Yes. Is I um I wrote it down to um, when we do a, um, kind of a, a review of um, of the the existing language. Um, I yeah, we can we can either add it in or fold it into maybe our kind of our promotion under like transportation demand management too, and or maybe add a like a educational component um, or outreach about which someone made a request today. Right. We had that request from the high school. Yeah. Mm. So I think that that's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the increased ridership one that you're kind of wordsmithing on the screen, I would support a kind of an, a yearly increase in ridership. So it's constantly got a positive trajectory. And that's, that may also be helpful in talking with Metro that that's mm. built in as the city's goal. And if they modify service to further cut it back, that would kind of change that trajectory a little bit more. Can we, can we say, can we have both increased ridership and service? I guess, I, I mean, it, Sometimes it's yeah, it's a in the egg, right? It's kind of like you know, to me, it's me. It's almost like I, I kind of want to strive for both. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Um. Okay. So, um, next up, uh, vehicle network management. <laughs> so, um, essentially, um. Optimize the existing roadway system through operations, improvement, and strategic investments to support existing and proposed land use. That would be kind of an update to 
Um, this is where ITS lives. Um, and as we kind of discussed earlier, I think it, um, we might give a nod to kind of future technologies in ITS and our kind of. Um, um, Mm -hmm. Change board to the implement the ITS action plan. Oh, yeah. I mean, or is that an action plan? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, great. Yes, we're because we have an implement above, right? And that's not an action. Mm -hmm. so. Active transportation plan was not an action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So this is another one active approach to managing on and off street parking. Um, and so this one, I might take a little look at whether um, curb management is, is a kind of existent here. We update the language a little bit or um, it becomes its own But that's that's the thing. When we're talking about on street and off street, uh, on street and off street, it's curb management. But the city has influence on private lots, right? Lots in general, and so to me, it's kind of like. It's it's one of the same coin. You can't talk about curb management and parking and street parking without thinking about off street parking, and the rules and regulations around that that we tell our nurse. Yeah, I say there that is a link to land use, but there is also the city owned garage and city owned lots and park public park parking lots. There you go. Yeah. Um, and so if we have any kind of like pricing mechanism, right? It's going to have to sync up between on street and off street so i think you have on you know parking as a thing and then have curb management kind of this curb management's got other things issues uh wrapped it we uh, weave into it or wrapped in it yeah and i noticed in the study that was published regarding park lane it was like a 70 page it had pretty extensive description of the parking and the amount of time you know some of them were more restrictive and the amount of time you could spend in different lots. Do we address that anywhere else? I mean, do we have kind of a policy or at least a plan around what exists, how much time you can spend in each of those different locations, or is it kind of more? We do have a downtown parking policy. It does need to be updated. I think it's 2011, 2015. Um, but that does outline a general strategy about downtown cores for shorter trips and then the further out is for employees and that kind of broader approach to get at duration and, and things like that. We will fold in though a discussion about kind of more in the chapters um, about kind of our various different types of parking, 15 minute only stalls and that kind of thing. And um, maybe at the policy and action level, it's a little bit more general thinking about pricing and duration and turnover and um curb management and that kind of thing and then yeah would it be good to have kind of a policy in here about balancing the 
availability of parking with uh, the neater demand. Just kind of having that in there is, yeah. And we're, the city's not just going to have on-street parking everywhere. It's, you know, or if it's being reallocated to a different use, such as along Lake Washington, if that would move forward, it's kind of being evaluated to balance, you know, is it really needed or is it kind of going to a, a higher need? That's how, that's why that kind of vehicle management here kind of, that's one really good example of how that plays a role. Cause if it's, if a vehicle is also a bike and a bike lane and parking, you know, it's, it's it does kind of get at that well, you, bigger picture of reallocating space. You know, I, I, I kind of like where you're going at for T44, right? Like right now it's kind of like blah, like, We'll manage on street, off street. And I like the connection of like actually saying balancing the need, the demand for parking on street and off street parking. Because I think that that gets to the, you know, during for most of the time, these parking uh, spots are empty, but on the peak of the peak, they're 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 in high demand. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like we we start as a city, we start differentiating like the color of, of parking needs when where. Well um, that exactly. And then it sets us up for perhaps, you know, if there is some kind of price parking or some methodologies, it broadens it up and just this we're managing. Here we're trying to, to actively balance the demand, which I think is a really cool thing. And it's also balancing the types there because there's the different durations, but like a loading zone has a very different, like you say, next to an apartment building that then just, a, you know, someone can park here for four hours in a, in, you know, a yeah. small passenger car. Right. And I guess one of the things that I'm concerned about was a conversation in one of our previous meetings where we talked about high density um, residences, you know, whether it's apartments or whatever, reducing the parking because they want people, you know, using other modes. And then what happens is you push those residents' cars out onto the streets. So how do we manage that if we're no longer expecting the developments of those things? to provide a space for every unit type of thing. So. In the, because we're building a lot of high rises in Kirkland. And so then you think, what is that going to do to our streets, you know, in terms of cars now, you know, being pushed out onto the streets. So I guess clarifying question with that. So the parking minimums aren't this purview, right? That'd be land use. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, as I was saying, maybe with BRT, it might be different when that station is operating and functioning, but I'm just report, I'm hearing that while we have, the council has um, reduced parking requirements, it is 
not necessarily something the development community is saying, yay, go do that. They're, they're, they're saying, hey, the market still demands parking mm-hmm. as people at least have one vehicle. I'd also say that in terms of the, the concern about those apartment complexes adding significant traffic, yeah. a lot of that ends up meaning people can live closer to the places they frequent and ends up reducing vehicle miles traveled. And so I wouldn't be as concerned about those cars. They're going to be around here and parking anyways if they're driving. So they're either at the apartment or they're parking here anyways if they're coming here. All right. I was going to say with the parking minimums, that could be a great topic with the joint planning commission meeting since that is in there. Okay. Okay. So under this um, vehicle network management, um, so essentially we're, um, um, you know, work with the department of, of DOT on interchange facilities um, we're proposing to add a, um, a discussion about freight, um, and that'll also kind of fold in um, kind of all the things that go into freight, including deliveries. Um, Kirkland isn't um, our we're more of a more more of a truck city than a than a major freight city, and so there'll be some discussion about that. Um, and then. Um, um, there is already that policy about mitigating negative impacts um, of motor vehicles on neighborhood streets. And so the um, we could update that um, to like to potential impacts. Um, and then, you know, just describe a little bit what that might look like in terms of traffic calming. Um, yeah, a couple, since we're at the end of the vehicular roadway system management one, um, TNCs, uh, transportation network companies. Um, so I think we kind of brought it up last time, but where would they fit? Um, I think I would suggest that TNCs would be under um, technology and emerging practices um, because it would be kind of like a new thing like can you know Kirkland explore opportunities with private companies um maybe what well, the, the, the I would challenge that they're here mm-hmm. you know there there's platforms for us to collect data from them today so maybe we're not doing anything in terms of regulating them yeah. or engaging them proactively on on their use of our roadway network but but unless we start thinking that we need to engage them now collect data to understand what their impacts are um, because to me, I, you know, you can see a lot of TNCs going to, you know, the, the businesses and so forth. Um, it's all opportunity to partner with them instead of using transit, using mm-hmm. TNCs as a way to provide mobilities to like my parents. They, they they just discovered Uber. They love it. Mm-hmm. They're like they're like wow. We didn't. So to me, it's it's yeah. it's another way to not just think about their impacts, but their negative impacts okay. to our network away network, but an opportunity to perhaps partner and provide that mobility that. Perhaps the transit services aren't providing, public transit services aren't providing, but maybe we can, you know, help out the paratransit and make it more on demand uh, to that effect. So just something, I, I want us to think think broader than just like, oh man, TMC and equity and, and so forth, but 
using that as as as, a, as an opportunity rather than just a um, you know one one more thing that's an app. As a quick time check, I know we're probably going to run over on this one, but I feel like it's been a pretty productive discussion, but maybe just kind of need to pick up the pace a little bit and be efficient with our comments. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, um, we can keep on going for another 10 minutes and then um, perhaps... Um, we, our next step would be to kind of draft up what we've heard so far and then provide a more detailed kind of matrix about like what the policies and actions would be. Um, and so um, just kind of moving on, um, since we updated the equity piece so much, um, 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 we really just are going to, um, you know, so create an equitable transportation system that provides mobility for all users and expand access to opportunities. Um, we would align our language with the um, kind of the, the kind of vulnerable populations in the DEIB roadmap. Um, and then a new policy would um, that we would identify people, um, right? we would identify a policy that's, that's um, um, specifies um, engagement um, aligning with the DEIB roadmap. So, um, it's a little bit of a shorter one, but essentially, you know, engagement, um, you know, providing a, you know, a transportation system that's equitable. Is there anything we can do more proactively? I think measurable. I mean, yeah, it's great that we're engaging them and so forth, but is there something, you know, do we one other thing that was in our roadmap that we should probably put in here is how we analyze our existing city and network and where we prioritize investments when we do plan updates. Um, we can add that as a another policy. Yeah. I feel like the wording, I feel like it's important to, to call out that we want to prevent minimize impacts to these groups, but also I feel like in addition to, I don't know how to word it to say both, but we also want the exact opposite, right? Of it's not, we just want to minimize the negative, but we want to maximize the positive. If we want to make sure we're doing programs that actually provide more benefit proportionally to these groups than to the average person who probably needs it less. So instead of just being like, oh, we're going to do these things and we hope it's not too bad for some people, we actually want to make sure that the things we're doing are best for them. Like a proactive like, yeah actually, yeah so similar to what you were saying yeah. yeah of like how how do we make sure the things that we're doing and you know a lot of that is what we talked about multimodal and public transit but i think you know i would challenge us because you know we, we talk about not you know being equitable and so forth i think we need to recognize that our transportation network is inequitable today and so how do we how do we rectify that proactively not just saying we're not gonna make it worse i think that's as a transportation provider uh, cause on, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to minimize impacts, but you know, we're, we actually think that we're actually, there's, it's already inequitable. So how do we actually rectify positively on that front? Okay. All right. I keep going. Um, so technology and emerging practices, 
Um, so actively pursue grant funds. Um, we would essentially update the update the language in terms of um, you know the um, about seeking funding, about um, partnering um, with well partners, a variety of partners, updating that language, and then um, note that um, um, the original policy kind of combined electric vehicles and AV. And we would come up with some language that kind of separates those two a little bit, recognizing they're different things and there's different needs. Mm -hmm. um, we would, um, we did include the curb management strategy here. Um, I think we'll, we'll have to think a little bit more about um, curb management living here or in the goal right above it, um, but it's, it'll be here. Um, and then uh, multimodal, you know, technologies to collect multimodal count data, a nod to our smart cities initiative, and then um, identifying policies related to, um, you know, other kind of uses for our public right of way. Um, yeah, this is the one with all the the autonomous delivery wagon things. Yeah, I would I would want to. Yeah, I this this one does get a little bit into the curb management um, a little bit when we talk about other uses than transportation. I think that's usually using parking spaces for um, restaurant seating, that type of thing. Oh, um, this is like a catch-all. Yeah, so we might have to I might have to kind of wordsmith that language a little bit so it's clear. Um, other than transportation. <laughs> I was reading, I was reading it again too. And I was like, wait, yeah. So that's going to be separate from the Thomas delivery. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That needs to go somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's coming. Um, does it go, is it its own policy? Mm. Just like we're breaking out EV from AV. Well, where's the city at in terms of the adopting the? Did we? Did, did, I thought there was a moratorium, right? Or I don't know if it's moratorium, but uh, we adopted the code, right? Okay. Yes, we actually yeah. have a code um, that does allow. You know, you have to meet certain conditions and criteria, but it does allow for um, the autonomous delivery devices. So maybe more uh, address Thomas delivery devices and actions is create whatever we need to do to support the their their use on curriculums. We're trying to balance that, you know, because they would like to be on sidewalks. I mean, I think our feeling is that that's for people, so and dogs, um, but people, you know, and so I think there's that balance of of you know not having such a volume of these devices that it really ends up kind of conflicting with the the user. I hear a plan coming to need a plan. <laughs> I mean we have we have regulations, I guess we, we have, have a regulation. I think it's right now um Amazon has pulled out and they're not moving forward. 
Um, so they may be testing it. I know they were testing it in Bothell and a couple other places. Um, but we had a moratorium until we adopted the ordinance or the code. Yeah. That's what you say, placeholder for it. All right, we're running out of time, moving on. Um, so um, the sustainability, um, so balance our overall capital um, expenditures and revenues. Um, we would update um, 6.2 to identify the need for adequate maintenance levels on the growing inventory of um, system, I, I might call them system assets, actually. So, so is that the wording or is that the, the intent? Because to me, it's just the updating intent. the policy is kind of like, you're kind of saying yourself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is all the intent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we can maintain that, that make that the priority, that'll be the... Prioritize, priority. Prioritize, yeah. Okay. Um, we would recommend um, being more direct. So the um, support modes that are energy efficient. And so um, you know, we would just be more direct in terms of reestablishing that modal hierarchy. So this might, we have to kind of wordsmith this a little bit in terms of um, thinking that through. Um, so establish acceptable level of service. That is an action. That's something that we would do. Um, adopted. Um, Does that level of service apply under sustainability, though? Hmm. A good question. Yes, that's two things, right? There's the maintenance level of service, and then the network level of service. Right. So maybe um, back when we we're talking about the active transportation goal and building out the network, there could be an action under that. Yeah. And that's kind of at the level of stress too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good answer. Yeah. The, here, it'd be good to be clear. It's a maintenance level of service. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like at least somewhere here, it'd be really good to, to clearly call out. Like I know at the end of the T6, it calls out, you know, greenhouse gas reduction efforts, but then none of these actually mm -hmm. are very explicit about like, you know, there's, we talked about the modal hierarchy and there's, you know, it's more pleasant. We want this, it's more, it builds a better community, but also we want to be really explicit that like, Hey, like climate change is the thing. And like a lot of, we want our actions to be aligned with like minimizing. Yeah. The greenhouse gases we put out and like a lot of other city plans, like, you know, their very high level thing was like climate and it was like very explicit and very clear. Um, and I feel like here you have to like really read in between the lines to even like try to see that that's what we're going for. Would would that go under 6-4? Yeah. It's related to 6-4, but in 6-4 it focuses on pollution, which is, you know, very important to focus on. But like even there's no specific line that that actually talks about greenhouse gas emissions and that could be you know that could be things like city fleets and other things too as well as the multimodal aspect kind of goes back to the are you trying to minimize the impact or are we actually trying to do reduction 
right? I mean, I think, you know, I think to your point, right, we're, we're saying we're greenhouse reduction efforts, whereas in the policies, we're just trying to minimize. It's like, well, we're still, we're still increasing emissions, but we're trying to minimize the impact of them. You know, and to me, it sounds, it doesn't sound, it doesn't resonate true, right? In terms of, are we, I guess, does the city have a, a, um, a climate change sort of sustainability? You know, how, yeah, are we, how, is there one or? Yeah, like, are, yeah, we did we commit, like, I don't know, at yeah, the did city we, level, like, are we committed to, like, zero emission, net emissions by, like, whatever year? Is that something in the city plan? Mm-hmm. We'll do that. Yeah. And I think, you know, under GHG, there's there's city fleets, there's multimodal, there's mode split, which gets at the reduction. There's also electrification. So we can kind of touch on all of those things. Okay. I could see just kind of a, also thought on climate change, if there's anything that affects long-term maintenance needs and sustaining the the infrastructure that may change with environmental changes as well, which extra dollar signs for council, but that way it's kind of built into the plan if it's worth having as a an action or a policy. Yeah, and then that T six five, I guess it's pretty broad, but like you know, talking about possibility of you know big earthquakes one of these days might be something one like very explicitly planned for in a transportation system. Big one. <laughs> okay so we are out of time and we haven't done your kind of um any of the other updates yet um we are kind of on our last goal um yeah i was gonna ask if what we would all like to do we're not gonna one more we're not we're gonna meet in august right so that's close. true <laughs> okay so land use um um, we would um, so revise the so design streets in a matter that supports land use. We would revise this. Um, just a little bit of wordsmithing um, that kind of relates back to the goal a little bit too. That um, that we're um, kind of linking land use and transportation together. Um, so it's just going to take a little bit of wordsmithing, um, and there are some examples there. Um, we would update the um, kind of the supports economic development goals um, to be a little bit closer reflected to the King County's multi-planning policy. Um, same with the, um, so for, and then five, four, um, developable transport, develop transportation improvements tailored to commercial land use districts such as Totem Lake. Um, we would combine that um, with the, that's really the, um, um, the kind of the general transportation and land use goal and bringing in, um, we would, you know, specifically not just Totem Lake, but we have more like the 85th station area and that type of thing. And so we would combine those. And then um, regarding new development, require new development to mitigate um, site-specific and system-wide transportation impacts, um, which we do, um, but we'll continue to make that a policy, just update the language. I guess, I guess how, how we, it's more like, yeah, you do that, but how do you measure it? I mean, what's... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
How do you measure this? We can have monitoring requirements for new developments, parking use, inventories. They have their own mode surveys they can do as well. Right. Isn't it just an enforcement thing? Yeah. How is this a policy? If this we already have new developments. <laughs> If we already have pulse, uh, if we already have requirements that these land use things have to do this, this is just what was what one thing that this supports is um, uh, so one of the things that we're working on are um, some some better tools that can help um, development look at um, their transportation impacts through doing using in more multimodal ways. Um, and so instead of just um, a level of service at an intersection for cars, it could be you need to make this sidewalk path like 12 feet instead of six feet because of the. And so there are ways in which we can improve how new developments look at their transportation impacts. And this this policy would support kind of actions towards doing that. Well, yeah. So improve how how we mitigate instead. Of just, I mean, the okay we already yeah. require it, right? So we just need to say, well, improve how they okay make impacts. Right. Um. Create a system of streets and trails that form an interconnected network. Um, essentially, helping people. It's the nod to. Um, making sure that people are reaching their destinations. Isn't that kind of what we already have in, in the, yeah, up, up above? Yeah. Um, right, I think the focus here is but this land is, use, right? But this is create a system of streets. I mean, it's not talking about land. So the, the um, Create a system of streets and trails that form an interconnected network. That was the existing policy. The suggestion here is to link that to destinations, like as the reason for it being here. Um, access to activity centers and destinations. But shouldn't that, I mean, that's what we should be doing in the first place, right? In T1. Right, but I feel like this facilitates the first mile, last mile, those types of things where maybe there's a portion of, you know, accessibility, but you're missing some of the connection, right? So this is mm -hmm. something that you have to make sure you get. Yeah, if there's a, um, for instance, this would support um, connections to the 85th station area, uh, because that's a, that's a, a critical destination that, um, mm -hmm. or, um, um, you know, it supports our transportation connections network when new development occurs and requiring, um, you know, some of those new connections to be made. Um, but, you know, in this one also, for instance, in the active transportation plan, um, we used access to activity centers as a, as a prioritization criteria. And that's, you know, this would support doing that in the future. Right, but you, uh, but you, when you talk about the destinations, you have T54, which you combine to T52. Are you just saying it's redundant? Like it's already in there? Well, well, this is already in there. In the, um, I sound like a broken record, but is that what are we having now? Oh, yeah, I guess we can take a look at combining five, combining that with five four. It does seem a little bit redundant. We can take a look at that language. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I might add one kind of broad thing, and 
Patrick, you had a good comment earlier about increasing the ridership and service for transit. One of the biggest things I've always seen with Kirkland is that we have so many people that live in Kirkland that don't work in Kirkland and so many people that um, it's just kind of that makes our transportation network get taxed so much more with trips that expand and don't really stay localized because they use so much more distance along the, the existing network. And I don't know if this is one that we can put within our plan for transportation, but having just a policy that we're trying to increase the proportion of people that live and work in Kirkland over time is one of the best ways that we can help minimize the those peak commuting uh, trips and the demand on our network. I will mention that to our and talk about that with our planning team. I think that might fit a little bit more in the housing than it would in the transportation. I know it's hard, like land use yeah. kind of bridges a little bit and there's only so much we can do from the transportation master plan side. Yeah. But that would be of interest probably to the commission mm -hmm. so in the future of how we're doing on that front. Okay. I mean, yeah, to second that, the best way for us to reduce congestion, reduce emissions, reduce vehicle miles traveled that cause that congestion and those emissions is to make it so people can live near where they work. So I second that. Oh, oh. We do have, don't we have job number goals out of Pia Sorcy? Do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to pivot off, pivot a little bit more because, you know, I think last time we talked about was employer outreach and partnering with them. And, and to me, you know, you know we're a high income area, right? A lot of our employee, our service employees and so forth don't, don't, can't afford to live here. I mean, that's, to be honest. So, uh, you know, w w if there's a way to how incorporate how we can out do outreach to the commuter trip reduction or similar type of employer outreach, um, you know, we, we tend to think of, facilities, building the road, building how much asphalt we put down, how many bus shelters we put in place. But how, what's the outreach for engaging those members that don't live in our community but commute here, you know, the, the, the hospital workers and whatnot? And, and you know, is there a commute program that we can, we can fund to help their commute, uh, their transportation use of, on our, in our city limits? So... Uh, would challenge somewhere in here. We talk about land use facilities, and but we don't talk about the those that a lot of people commute into our community. And how do we engage them? And, but more importantly, engage your employers that can pay for some of these things or that can help um, uh, multiply the effects of whatever program we can instill. Trip reduction is what is it? Fifty employees, fifty. Yeah, it's and big. Number? It's big. Um, okay. Kind of how we get at some of that, right? We get some of that because from the state funding, but you know, what about the you know most of the small businesses, right? How can we engage? How can we pool efforts? You know, instead of having, yeah, the big employers, but maybe we pool a bunch of smaller, um, you know, group, and maybe we can do some kind of you know transit car fare reduction program or something local to Kirkland businesses or something. All right, we got through all of them. Good job, everyone. Thanks for um, the extra time and so much time with um, the last three meetings. Well, thank you for staying the extra 20 minutes to, to work through it. I know we had a lot of questions <laughs> and, and things to go through, so.
We all appreciate that. All right. Well, going to keep us moving so we can finish up soon. Uh, the next item on the agenda is just comments and updates from the city. So, Julie, I think yeah. you're taking it from here. Kimberly, you want to? Sure. Um, the, so the East Link starter line, um, this is something that um, the East Side has been advocating for. Many of you know might know that the um, East Link has been delayed. Um, and so the um, East Side cities have been advocating to start this, to continue to, with a starter line. Um, they, um, Sound, Sound Transit did um, fund a, a, like a report um, to take a look at this. Um, and it wasn't about trying to jump ahead of other, um, of the, of the other extensions going North and South. It was really about, uh, making sure that, um, this is an economical and uh, smart thing to do. And so that came out in the transit in their, um, 2024, um, system plan, um, as a staff recommendation to move forward with this starter line. Um, and there were no comments from the Sound Transit Board, and so it sounds like they might, um, or questions even, so it sounds like that might um, pass. I think their meeting, I think, is on the 27th. So that's exciting. That is exciting. Okay, and then um, we are recruiting for commissioner because... Sam is leaving us. Um, <laughs> um, going to Seattle. So um, thank you, Brian. You've done a great job helping us uh, with that. So um, that if you know of others, please urge them to consider joining the commission. Uh, we transportation staff update. We are in the process of recruiting and interviewing a transportation manager. So we've got interviews next week and I'm hoping we can kind of narrow who the top candidate is by next week. Really, 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 really need them. Um, and we have a transportation engineer supervisor. Um, at some point I'll bring you all an org chart so you can kind of see how transportation division has really evolved, at least since I've been here. And um, the supervisor is um, she is joining us. Her name is Jennifer Palmer. She is coming from Transpo and she's got about 15 years of experience and she's really excited to be joining us. And then I sent you all um, some information about, there's a WashDOT meeting about um, what I'm considering our big dig and that will be 405 and 85th project. So that is going to be um, about, you know, four years of just total crazy construction. And so that is a meeting that's happening tomorrow. If you can join, great. I think they're going to record it. That's about all I had. Do you have any questions for staff? No. What is the time? That is a good question. Um, it'll probably be open for a while, but I'm not sure. Thank you. I'll have to find out and tell you. Yeah. They're not, there wasn't an alternative from, from last time? We, there was. Okay. They, they declined. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We've gotten in the practice of putting an alt in there, um, but they had declined. Yeah. So we're out there recruiting again. Um, and then don't forget, you have a recess in August, and then we don't come back together until September. Um, and then, and hopefully maybe, so... 
next steps on the TMP? Are we thinking in September, maybe some something else to react to and review? Yeah. Um, so we'll be back in September. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll um, uh, obviously provide you an updated um, list of the the um, of these goals, policies, and actions um, for your consideration. Um, I just looked at you, Sam, not you. And you have yeah, <laughs> and you have a study session with council in September. And we have a study session with council, and then um, and there might be a couple other topics yeah. um, that we'll bring. And then, um, and it'll, we'll be prepping for the joint meeting with the um, planning commission in October. Yeah. And I missed the, I was out of time, but I missed the July 10th public forum for the park lane. And I looked online and I didn't see any notes or recording. Mm. Is there any? Yeah, the recording is posted on the, okay. on the park lane website now. Is is the next one gonna be like a, a working session again, or is it gonna be an open like a? Um, it'll probably be your regular business meeting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. All right. Thanks, and enjoy your summer. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs>